Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, I'm Alan Cumming, and welcome to my shelves. My shelves are sort of a museum of my life. I like to keep things from my travels that are, to me anyway, the very essence of the experiences I've had. Sort of portals, if you will, to a specific time and place. And the inspiration for stories and memories and musings. Here's a bottle of Moroccan rosewater facial spray for some reason. No idea. Here is a pack of club-coming playing cards. Yes, I have merch up the wazoo. Here is a tin of gay beer, a can of beer, and it's called Gay Beer, and it's brewed in Brooklyn. It seriously is called Gay Beer, and we stock it at club-coming, FYI. And today I'm talking to my dear, dear friend, Brooks Ogden. So we all went on Willie Nelson's tour bus, but they didn't give us any pot. <laughs> What's the point then? <laughs> I know. Welcome, bienvenue, welcome. We met on the 20th of April, 1998. So we always celebrate our meeting on that auspicious day, 420. We met at the premiere of a film produced by a mutual friend of ours, and at the after-party they were only serving dessert. So both of us, individually, went to a Chinese restaurant across the road from the Lincoln Centre in New York City to get something proper to eat. I was at one table with a bunch of friends, she was with another, and in those days you could smoke in restaurants if you went to the bar. Both of us at the time were smokers. I went to the bar and I saw, seated on a bar stool, smoking away, looking very glamorous, with the most incredible shoes on, Brooks. And the first thing I said to her, remember, I didn't know her, we'd never met, I just went, wow, look at your fuck me shoes. She just cackled, the first of many (laughs) signature cackles she would deliver in my company throughout the years, and we've been friends ever since. Brooks, I discovered, was a travel agent, but a travel agent with a difference. She arranged the tours for rock bands and their crews. She would regularly regale me with stories of errant pop stars and band crew members' bad behaviour in hotels and venues across America. And also things like Shania Twain needing to bring her horse on tour with her and the problems that ensued for Brooks. Brooks is also the mistress of the hilarious Bon Mot. Some of my favourites include Last night I had a martini the size of North America. Or how about this one? One night when we both had a little to drink, she said to me, On a scale of 1 to 10, getting me out of here is a good idea. The item I'm talking to her about from my shelves today 
is a bauble, a Christmas bauble. I have one and she has one. We stole them both from the Christmas tree of a hotel in Washington, D.C. when I was performing at the Kennedy Center in 1998. We were drunk, and that night was the first of many hotel capers we've had across the world. So here she is, the legend that is Brooks Ogden. Talking of your headphones, Brooks, where did you get them? Where did I get them? Uh Uh-huh. Peter sent them to me for Christmas many, many years ago. Peter? Gabriel. <laughs> yes, I just wanted you to say that. I just think it's so cool that you, Peter Gabriel gave you headphones for Christmas. I thought it was pretty cool too, actually. Is Peter still a client? Is anybody a client? Is anybody no. traveling? He's no. still a friend. Yes, that's better. So I want to talk about this, uh, our Christmas baubles that we procured um, okay. from a hotel in Washington, D.C. and Christmas 1998. Do you remember the hotel we stayed at? The Ritz-Carlton. I remember that they were like the biggest balls I had seen, I'd ever seen. And that's saying something. But they were just so gigantic. And it was in a drunken sort of frolicky manner that I... Did I steal both or did you go and take yours off too? I took one and you took one. <laughs> Do you have both of them? Because I can't find mine. Oh, no, I've only got one. Maybe it broke over the years. It's been a long time, Brooks, to keep a bubble. It has been a long time. What do you remember most about about that uh, about that night of the Kennedy Centre Honours? I remember being horrified that you had to do the matinee of Cabaret that day so we couldn't go to the White House. <laughs> Seriously. I can't believe they did that. I can't either. And I thought it was quite sad, but I remember being terribly nervous. And then we got there and it was so much fun. Yeah. Endless people coming on the stage that you just think, what? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's talk about the exercise. What exercise? In Washington, they feel this need to give a standing ovation every (laughs) time anyone says anything. So it was all stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down all night long at the Kennedy Center Honor Show. The workout. It was a workout. I should go to more of them. <laughs> I always remember that you said uh, that uh, at the end of my, the thing that I did, you know, when, when I, I sang uh, Willkommen and then Joe Gray joined me and then we both sang it together that he had his little stick and they, I was lifted, we were lifted up by these dancers and he said you thought Joel was going to hit me with his stick. He was really worried for me. Uh, yeah, I did. I remember that. <laughs> I think he probably wanted to. <laughs> Where were you sitting? Could you, did you get a good view of Clinton? No. No. They were upstairs on some fancy balcony and we were downstairs in the orchestra. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you're probably so exhausted standing up and down all the time. You didn't want to, like, turn around and look up. That'd be too... Oh, had to turn around and look up. Are you kidding me? There were so many fabulous people up there. Yeah. Willie Nelson. Willie. I know. That was so great because remember Anson had asked us, if possible, to get a photo with Willie Nelson, who was his hero. Of course. 
And we had the T-shirts made. Yes, we guys said we've got one more bit. It was you, me and Willie Nelson on a T-shirt to we gave to Anson. That was so great. And actually, Willie Nelson, I don't know if you remember this, invited us to go on his RV and smoke pot with him. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did we? I know, I know we didn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't his RV there. He invited us to go to, to do Texas and do that. I think he lives in Austin. No, oh. is it Austin? I can't remember. He invited us to go somewhere and visit him. And he said, you'd be welcome to come come on my RV and we can roll a fatty. Ages ago, I went to a Four Seasons fam trip to Austin. What does that mean again, fam trip? Familiarization. Oh, I see. Yeah, yes, that's right. So I was on a fam trip to the Four Seasons and they somehow got their hands on Willie Nelson's tour bus. (laughs) So we all went on Willie Nelson's tour bus, but they didn't give us any pot. (laughs) What's the point then? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I just think he's so cute, Willie Nelson. I just loved his little ponytails. He's a really charming gentleman. Yeah, yeah, just lovely. You know who wasn't so cute that night um, in Always was um, Henry Kissinger. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. He's <laughs> such a latch. <laughs> a latch? What did he give you a feel? He gives everyone a feel. Oh. <laughs> he can't stop himself. And remember we ran into Steve Jordan, too? Yes. Yes. All the greats were there. Oh. Um. Do you remember my uh, my my holiday card that I got made that year? Actually, I didn't get it out till Easter because it took me a while, but it was a, the picture of me and Henry Kissinger, and it said on it, uh, "Peace on Earth, Love, Alan and Henry." And it was. I think it I was, took that photo. You must have, yeah. And it's almost like the most do. It looks like you know World War Three is about to break out. We both look so unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know, when when I went up to him, it was one of those moments where I, you know, there's these times when you think, oh. Oh, I oh I am actually quite famous. I forgot because I went up to Henry Kissinger and went, oh, uh, Mister, and I only wanted a picture with him because I thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if I had a picture and he was on my Christmas card, me and him, and it said "Peace on Earth." Uh, how ironic would that be? And I went up to him and said, "Oh, Mister Kissinger, uh, my name's Alan. I'm a I'm an actor." And he went, "I know who you are," and and uh, I was like, "Oh my God, Henry Kissinger knows it's me. <laughs> There's no escape." <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy night because it's just full of situations like that, like just all these nutty people everywhere. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What about Tina Rivera and the lipstick? What do you mean? Tina Rivera had this person who followed her around and touched up her lipstick all night long. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's hilarious. Oh my god! I'll never forget it. I was so jealous. Just like a like a human, a human lipstick, yeah. basically. Yeah, like a makeup artist, and she would be sitting down, and all of a sudden, this makeup artist would run up to her and make her lips more red, if possible. Wow! You know, in rehearsals for the bit when Liza came on and sang "New York, New York," and. 
and I um, had to come on. Me and Cheetah came on from one side and Joel Gray and Bibi Neworth came on from the other. And then behind us, there was like hundreds and thousands of choirs and taxi drivers and firemen and everything. I'm, I couldn't get, in rehearsals, I couldn't get the moves down the sort of shoulder, you know, like when you kind of put your shoulder over to one side and point, kind of like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever, but in a sort of a candor and ebb sort of way. I could not get it together. Liza was trying to teach me it in the corner of the rehearsal room. And then Cheetah came up and was like, what's going on? And and Liza said, oh, Alan can't get the moves right. And then Cheetah went, oh, darling. And I had both Cheetah Rivera and Liza Minnelli teaching me, trying to teach me a move that, you know, an eight-year-old girl on a Saturday dance class would have picked up in about 10 seconds. It was so, I was just paralyzed. I became paralyzed with just shame. <laughs> I'm so sorry we don't have the video of that. <laughs> I Well, in the actual show, I kind of, like Liza said to me when I couldn't get it right, eventually, and they just saw it was a lost cause, Liza went, just make it, do it your own way, make it your own, like that. So in the, when it came on to it, I remember Cheetah going, come on, Alan, and pulling me on stage. And I'm just in this lineup of five people, Joel Gray, Liza Minnelli, Cheetah Rivera, Bibi Neworth, and me, laughing. I'm just laughing. I remember my nose was running, and I couldn't, I didn't, I thought, I can't touch my nose because it'll be, you know, it's not in the dance moves. So my nose is running, I'm laughing, and I'm trying to do this. <laughs> Liza move. It's, uh, it's not a good look. Ready, ready for your close-up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tom Fordyce, I never would have met you if it hadn't been for we didn't start the fire. Katie Puckrew, I thought I didn't want to learn anymore. I was wrong. And you know why we're learning so much? Oh man, that's a tough one. This is a really interesting story. In 1949, 1950, the communist troops came to my province. Because this is the best history podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life? What? What? They shot him live in front of the whole village. My mouth is just hanging open. I can't believe this. And yes, it's sort of based on Billy Joel's song, but it's a history podcast. It tells us all the reasons why the world today is as it is, but it's more. I killed a cactus <laughs> recently. My connection to Marilyn. Walter Winchell. Don't you love Brando? If there was a movie, it was just Brando's face. I'd put it on in the background all day. I'd be perfectly happy. Search for We Didn't Start the Fire. We'll wait for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was such a magical night. And also, we'd only known each other six months at that point. But we'd, done, we'd had so many adventures by the time we got there. That's what we are. <laughs> Adventure seekers. 
Because remember, like I, I had just come back from Rome and you had come to visit me in Rome. I did. And do you remember in that restaurant you caused a sensation with your truffle sniffing skills? <laughs> I know. It made me feel a little like a truffle pig. <laughs> what happened was, listeners, uh, we were in this restaurant, this nice restaurant, and having a dinner, we'd ordered a dinner. And then all of a sudden, Brooke started sniffing, kind of like just sort of sniffing the air. And she said, truffles, truffles, I can smell truffles. And there were indeed some truffles in the kitchen and uh, the fresh truffles and the, 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 they were not on the menu. And when we summoned the waiter, they were so impressed with you that you'd sniffed them, weren't they? I don't remember them being impressed. I can remember actually wanting some. <laughs> I think we got some. I think we must have. Because if you're sniffing, uh, you know, skills, they were so, they've made an exception and brought them out for us. I made them grated over our spaghetti. Smart. But I, and also I remember when you said, because like, you'd just been to France and then now you were in Italy. Oh, God. And you went, uh, you went, uh, you called the waiter and you went, s'il vous prego. <laughs> Multilingual. <laughs> it was so hilarious. Oh, it was so embarrassing. No, it was great. Do you remember um, driving in uh, Rome? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We didn't. We ended up being too frightened. Yes, I know. It was uh, It was like a jag. It was a jaguar, wasn't it, that we were going to drive? It was that great, big, huge jaguar of Giuseppe's. And he gave it to us so that we could go to Positano, at which point both of us realized we were too terrified to drive out of Rome. So we went to lunch. If anyone has driven in Rome, they'll know what we mean because it's like the roads are so narrow and Italian drivers and motorcyclists are crazy. And luckily he came along with us and drove us. Yes, he drove us to Ostia. We had lunch at that fabulous seafood restaurant on the sea. High on a cliff. And we drove past where you had been shooting Titus. Oh, we did? I don't remember that. Yeah, remember there were all those big feet and things. Oh, yes. All those. Oh, I forgot about that. And then what was the name of his restaurant on the Piazza Navona? Barbaramonte. Oh, that's right. And one time, he was so lovely. Like, I used to go there all the time with the crew and everything and, and the cast. And we'd go regularly. And one time I said to him, I, I said, uh, oh, because, uh, you know, I was, I think I was maybe still eating fish, but I was kind of, you know, it would just get bombarded with pasta and everything there. And I said to him one time, uh, could I just have some uh, vegetables, please? And he went, why? Uh, are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> That's just happy. <laughs> he was horrified. I just wanted vegetables. He thought there was something well wrong. <laughs> I haven't been to see you for a long time because of uh, the uh, present pandemic. But at, even beforehand, you were you like to stock up on things, and your your apartment was pretty heavily, pleasantly full. And I'm just curious about you can about... call me a hoarder. It's I, okay. 
<laughs> but a hoarder of like delicious wine and you know snack delicious snacks and and also um you love a gadget i love gadgets what's your latest well my latest has not yet been installed i can't wait to figure out to find out if it's going to work but it is a thing that you can allegedly put on your put between your mattress and your box springs and you can push a button and the mattress will rise up yeah. so that you can more easily change your sheets. What? I know. Well, you know that, that I got this fabulous bed from Four Seasons. Yes. The Four Seasons Hotel, they gave it to you, did they? Yeah. They gave me this fabulous bed or I got to buy it at cost, which was like nothing. Right. But it's got this really, really tall mattress, and it must weigh, I swear to you, it weighs 200 pounds. So oh changing God. the sheets is is hard. <laughs> and I, my cleaning woman wasn't coming at the beginning of this whole COVID thing, so I was changing my sheets for the first time in 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. Uh, I know it's hard. I can't wait to get it installed, and I will have a party, and just to show it off, it lifts up your entire mattress. Apparently, yeah. I I have a dream. They say that you can also rotate your mattress with this thing. Oh come on! I don't know how that can happen, but every time I try to rotate my mattress, Sophie and I have to get my doorman in. To help, it takes three of us to lift this thing and move it around. So, we have had some amazing boozy lunches. Uh, and I think once I stayed for 11 hours at a lunch at your house, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> layer upon layer of and bottle upon bottle, and uh, it was delicious, though. And course after course. Course after course. And then moving inside and then, well, then the hat box comes out. Ah, uh, yes. H- have you still got your hat box? I do still have my hat box. We'll leave the listeners to uh, wonder what's in the hat box. But we've um, <laughs> we've smoked some hat material in the past. We have. One time when I came to your house, I kind of vandalised it. Do you remember that? I... Oh, yes. I went into the bathroom and I washed my hands. We'd been drinking. I think it was a Christmas sort of uh, time. Easter. Oh, was it Easter? And it was Easter. And Brooks has this uh, massive uh, shelving unit, or did have this massive shelving unit of all her. You love a potion. There was lots of potions and things and all sticking in these little shelves. And I, there was a little uh, pump thing and I wanted to moisturize my hands and I pressed. Press the moisturizer thing, little pump thing, and the entire shelving unit fell off the ground onto the floor, smashing hundreds of bottles. And there was broken glass and just this waft of delicious uh, fragrance came up to my nose. But I was just, and I, it was just awful. I felt so terrible. And I have to say, you were really, really nice about it. You were, you, you said something like, oh, I've been meaning to redecorate that bathroom. But I'm sure that inside you wanted to just slap me. I did because I was leaving the next day for England. 
<laughs> all my cosmetics were smashed on the floor, but that was all right. It was all right. It smelled so good. It was delicious. <clears throat> it's like one time I was in a car crash and the I, there was I was bottles of wine were in the on the back seat of the car, and I uh, you know ran into the back of someone and the and the um, airbags went off and then the bottles of wine that were in the back seat smashed. And so I smelled wine and the airbags. I thought it was that sort of gunpowder smell. I thought it was fireworks. So I thought, oh, booze, fireworks, what's happened? <laughs> and I actually had a car crash. <laughs> oh, God. So when the police came, they just assumed you'd been dr- drinking and driving, right? Yeah, because I was the, the car was reeking of wine, <clears throat> but it was all in the back seats. But um, I wanted to uh, finish books by asking you, going back to the Kennedy Centre Honours, do you remember the whole thing with uh, Walter Cronkite? No. Oh, well, do you remember, uh, it was just that he had, I'd <coughs> danced with him <coughs> in cabaret and I'd, uh, you know, I didn't realise who he was and I pulled him up on stage and, and done that dance thing. And then when I got, to, when we got to the, actually it would be before you arrived, actually, I'm, now I'm thinking of it, because I came into the, into the into the after party and it was before the audience and I was just like gagging for a drink and I was like looking for the bar and all of a sudden there was there was Walter Cronkite and the last time I'd seen him was on stage when I'd pulled him up and I was calling him granddad and stuff and uh, I saw him look at me and come <laughs> towards me because he'd introduced me that night <clears throat> and um, he came over towards me with a very stern look on his face and uh, I thought oh my god he's going to he's going to you know he's he's really mad at me and he came up and he went, may I have the pleasure of this dance, young man? Oh, God. I know. Isn't that cute? Oh, I love that man. He's such a darling. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't grow up with him as a sort of an iconic figure that everyone in this country did, in America did. But even in the short time that I knew him, I just found him absolutely, he just, he just reeked of goodness. My mother's doctor from Clinton, Iowa, yeah. went to Chicago and was waiting at the airport for a flight to leave. And in the same area was Walter Cronkite. Hmm. And this man, the, doc, the my mother's doctor, couldn't remember who he was. Uh-huh. And so he, he, but he knew he knew him. So he walked over with his hand out and shook Walter Cronkite's hand. And he said, my name is George Curtis, Dr. Clinton, Iowa. And Walter Cronkite said, Walter Cronkite, where the hell's Clinton, Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, I like him even more now. <laughs> oh, I love that story. <laughs> I love you, Brooks Ogden. This has been great. I love you, Alan Cumming. Um, well, thank you for coming and talking about my uh, bobble or my very large balls. And I, I'm sorry you've lost my, my ball. I lost your balls, but I did find two completely crazy little angels oh. that for a Christmas tree, which is where I thought the balls would be. So I found the angels, and uh, maybe I'm going to have to give those to you so you can put them on your tree. Next to my balls. Next year. Next year yeah. ball, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my darling. Well, thank you so much. I love you. I, I love you. And this is so great. Thank you. thank you for doing this, Brooks. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye.
Alan Cumming's Shelves is hosted by me, Alan Cumming. Duh. And is produced by Jack Claremont, who is a darling. And we are part of the Acast Creator Network and the Crowd Network, too. We're all about networks. Another Crowd Network podcast to check out is... The Joe Marler Show. Joe is an England rugby player, but here's the catch. His guests are normal people doing normal jobs. He's meeting teachers, chefs, stunt women, tattoo artists, marine biologists, astronauts and soldiers. And he's asking all the questions you or I would ask. It's as simple as that. But it's also charming because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. Just search for The Joe Marler Show in your podcast app. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 